When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. This is episode 12 of Three Birds and a Punt. I am one of your co-hosts, Afia. I am joined by my friends, John and Witt. Say hey, guys. Salutations. All right. This is episode 12 titled The New Normal. Because <laughs> we are going in <laughs> on the Eagles. Even in the offseason, even when we're eliminated from the playoffs, we are still the number one topic on everybody's. Uh, lips. We're still, the, the, the media still pays attention to us, still has shit to say. And so honestly, there has been some serious rumors going around. Okay. First, it was Carson um, wants to be traded. His relationship with Doug is irreparable. And then we get a, a leak that Doug wants to make uh, uh, what's his name? Press Press Taylor, the offensive coordinator. Better not. And then today we get a leak that, that that Jeff Lurie is not happy with the changes that Doug might bring to the offense, and he may not come back as head coach. So that has all come out in a period of weeks since we've been eliminated from the playoffs, and it has launched so many articles, so many think pieces, so many hot takes, to hot takes. And you know what? Us three birds, we have ones ourselves. So let's get into it. What do you guys think about the rumors? Um, they need to figure out. Jeffrey Lurie needs to figure out what he wants to do mm. fast. Because there's some good, the the candidates are gonna the good candidates that we really, if they were to move on from Doug, they're gonna be gone, and then we end up with like a second tier college coach or something. Right, we gotta get on the ball. And you know what? Really, to me, if I could just interject and to kind of like piggyback off what you're saying, John, what bothers me about this whole process is like. In the reports, it says that how that Jeff has enough has to have another meeting with Peterson to once again, you know, go over um, the the offensive changes in the offensive structure. And that's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you already oh, missed the window to interview the the coaches that were on a buy, like like um, Eric Bellamy and and some of these other guys. Now you're missing out on a chance to interview Brian Dable, um, all these guys who Arthur Smith. You're missing out a chance to interview them just to continue to talk, talk, talk with Doug. Like, stay, go, keep, don't keep. Make up your mind. There was a key tidbit that was that I took away from that article, and um, they apparently had a, a Zoom meeting on Tuesday, and it did not fare well. Oh, okay. Where, and that is what did you read for that? That was on ESPN. Okay. And um That was the article. It was yeah, like, right, it was like right, right at the end. It was like right at the end of that second paragraph. And I was like, whoa. Wait, this, so they met? Yeah, they so they, they they've already met. In they're meeting in Florida t- on Tuesday. They're gonna meet again on Florida on Tuesday. What I what I believe has hap- happened, and um let me know what you feel like with is um they had the meeting. Jeff didn't like what he heard because Doug Peterson basically said, you know, the I didn't enjoy the changes to my offense and they weren't helpful. So really what I think we need to do is um make Press Taylor the OC. And of course, Jeff Laurie doesn't like that. He's like, no, this is not what I want. I want some you to come here with real genuine ideas. And then you also don't know if you want to pick Carson or you want to pick Jalen. Like you need to have more concrete plans when you come to me. And because he's a Super Bowl head winning head coach, uh, Lori is like, let me give him one more chance to kind of sell me a new vision. But like, you've already made up your mind that nothing Doug's gonna do is gonna satisfy you. Just, I mean, honestly, fire him. Or according to a lot of the tea leaves that I've been reading on Twitter today, trade him to the Jets, possibly. Like, what do you guys think about that? That's smart. Because if you already know he's already at the door, why not get draft compensation for it? Right. And 
Well, the way I look at it is, I think the reason why Lori want to have these meetings with him because Doug is starting to grow a pair of balls. And he's starting to say shit that he, he usually don't say. You know, okay. before he didn't have, you know, the, the the guts to be like, well, you know, I want to be able to say this and do this with my team. You know, I'm the coach, this, that, and the third. Because when he was hired, it was about who they decided to bring in here on their own terms. And Doug didn't have no say. Mm-hmm. So now right. what's yep. happening is, and I don't know if you guys remember, probably about, I say, uh... Probably a week before they got eliminated, Doug was on WIP and he basically said that, you know, he want to be able to start bringing in the players that he want without Howie Roseman, you know, getting the grant to, you know, or approving it. So that was the first flag. Okay. A lot Mm -hmm. of people might don't know about that conversation that he had on WIP, but it it did go down. That was the first flag. So I'm guessing, but, uh, you know, uh, Doug put his Tupac on. On that Zoom call, <laughs> and, and got thug Talk with it. Yeah, he, 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 you know what I mean. That motherfucker said West Side, <laughs> right? Yeah. West Side. He said, "I want a Super Bowl." Yeah, bitch. exactly. You know what I mean. So, and and, 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 and Jeffrey Lori is like, "Hold up, pump your brakes, uh, Chief." I, you know, I, I still run this shit, and and you're right, Steph. That press tiller shit is not flying over here. Okay, that right. that that cannot right. happen. And now. If, just because his brother man, is an listen, offensive mind doesn't that, Listen, man, that man found one goddamn play and all of a sudden if, he's the next coming to Bill Watts. If, if that is the case, ladies and gentlemen, I told you before and I'm going to tell you again, I'm leaving this organization as a fan. I mean that shit. Right. Because there's no way in hell, man, if, if Doug all of a sudden want to start growing some balls, that's the dude you want to make the offensive coordinator. Do you see how many candidates is out here, man? Right, and, but if you read the tweet right from Jeff McClain, he was like, uh, "Doug sees Press as his protege. He mentors him." I'm like, "Bro, you mentored him overseeing the worst regression in your franchise Correct. TV in NFL history, bro. Like that's what you oversaw. Honestly, you oversaw the yeah. most predictable offense this like the NFL's ever had. We couldn't even score thirty yeah, points I, I, this whole season. I agree. Here's, here's another thing I thought about too, guys. And a lot of people need to really read into this too. Maybe they also had an argument because because of Carson. Absolutely. Okay? I, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure it had. It, 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 I'm pretty sure guys had a lot to do with Carson. Um, for the simple fact that you know him being benched and he the franchise quarterback and they just paid this man all that money. And keep in mind, they moved up to the second pick when they drafted him. So right. it's a lot, a lot yeah. of shit that ties into all of that. But I'm going to be honest with you. If Jeffrey Laurie is having a second meeting with this man in Florida, that's his way of telling him that he's going to move on. Correct. Well, that, yeah, that's, I know, you know so. Because that's what Jeffrey Laurie does. He'll, he'll have a right. conversation with you over the phone. It, remember, he lives in Florida as well. He got a spot out there. So he, he basically, you know, going to have Doug come out there, whatever it may be. And they gonna talk, and he gonna tell him, you know, I appreciate everything, but I think I'm gonna move on. Dude, who, right. who he need to be the fuck moving on from is Howie Roseman. Exactly. You yeah. know what? I was just gonna say that. Like to me, what's what's frustrating about this entire process is you could you could absolutely the second that they drafted Jalen Hurts, you set the clock ticking for this to happen exactly the way it did, mm-hmm. and and that it happened so quickly afterwards just lets you know how bad of a process and an outcome the whole entire thing was. But to me, what what strikes me as the clear indicator that like Doug can't really make it work was how angry everybody was after the the that week seventeen game because mm-hmm. after everything that you did benching Carson in order to to spearhead a playoff run it didn't work you 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 threw the game in a way that got more people angry with you not less and then if you had read that ESPN, ESPN report um that article from from Chris Mortensen and Tim McManus they said in there and I caught that real big red flag that Carson basically left without having an, an exit meeting with Doug or anyone in the really? organization. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's okay. typical. 
That's he did that every season until this wow. past offseason. Okay, so so He's you done know it every how year. Pitt, you know how Pitt, now he did he only did not speak to us. He also did not speak to them. So that nope. really just goes here and tells you that that absolutely Carson has some serious issues with with um with the coaching and that there's absolutely a disconnect between so, between Doug and, and Carson. And you know where that disconnect stems from? It doesn't stem from it, from me, from my perception, it doesn't stem from Carson being benched. Like, at the end of the day, his performance was what it was, and he deserved that benching. It stems from the communication about the benching. He did not tell Carson he was benched. He just told him Jalen was going to go in and never took him out. So the way that everything was communicated, even the way that Jalen was taken out in the week 17, the way it was communicated lets you know that Doug Peterson has lost his edge when it comes to being, um, you know, better with relationships with with his guys because clearly there was a breakdown if you lost the trust of your franchise well, and the breakdown came yeah. because you didn't communicate things properly with him. Over well, let me let me piggyback off of something that you mentioned. You you mentioned about him, you know, not communicating. You know, the communication was bad. Um, yeah. So reports the other day came out that Howie Roseman went to. Zach Ertz to talk to Carson Wentz. Now, yo, yeah. Oh, really? So now here's now I now here's that. the good yeah. news about this, guys. What did we see on the last game? We seen Zach Ertz went back on the field by himself, right? He was walking, mm-hmm. and we seen him in an interview crying, right? Okay. Yeah, he was sitting mm-hmm. out there for exactly. hours with uh with 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 Carson and yeah, uh, but he Jason went Kelly. back out there again after they left, and he sat he sat yeah. on the bench by himself. So now that leads me to believe if Howie Roseman went to Zach Ertz to talk to Carson Wentz, that means that they're going to bring Zach Ertz back here. I hope so. I'm going to tell you why. Because if that was Zach Ertz's last game, why would you go to Zach Ertz when you completely fucked him over to basically go talk to Carson Wentz, who's also having an issue with you as well? Okay, right. so it leads me to believe that Howie Roseman and Zach Ertz had a closed door meeting that we ain't gonna know shit about because they probably kept it, you know, um, you know, hush hush. But I'm pretty sure right. with how Dallas Goddard is starting to become injury prone all of a sudden, that right? Have yes, you noticed that, that? Zach Ertz yeah. is going to remain an eagle. Here's another thing to keep in mind. They kept Brett Selleck on this team since he was drafted here. Okay? Yeah, now, you need to give Zach Ertz the same respect you gave Brett Selleck because this man gave you a title. Okay? Absolutely. So keep that in mind, guys. It's a lot of scenarios going around. Howie Roseman asked Zach Ertz to have a conversation with Carson Wentz to try to clear his mind. Carson Wentz walking out the uh, exit meeting. It's a lot going on, and I honestly believe that Beetlejuice is going to fire Doug Peterson. I agree. What I actually, what I actually think, to to your point, with I think it works for all parties. Instead of a firing, which looks bad for the Eagles and it looks bad for Doug, if they trade him to the Jets, it can be sold as a win 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 for everybody. Right? Yep. The the Doug goes to to uh to work with a guy Joe Douglas, who he has a great relationship with. We get some assets back in a and maybe a, a second round pick, a third round pick, maybe even a first round pick. You never know. That is very clearly needed because we have a lot of um, holes in our roster and. And then we can be free to go pick up a coach knowing that, hey, look, we kind of did right by this coach and now we'll maybe do right by you. Where I happen to have my issues and my reservations comes from the idea that how he gets to pick his third head coach well, in we, like 10, in 10 years. We, like, that's we, we, not out the, we ain't out me. the blue with Howie yet either. Because if, if... No, I mean, listen, to me, to me, this makes the target on his back bigger. But I in Jeff Laurie a distinct lack of um, confrontation abilities like he doesn't like to be the bad guy and I really if you really think about this and I'm not I'm not trying to shit on the owner if Jeff Laurie if you're listening if you ever hear this podcast you want to come on you want to defend yourself we'd love to have you on but I really want y'all to think about this if you think about the biography of of Jeffrey Laurie okay um, he's a rich boy that made good Okay, his parents gave him the money to buy this franchise back back in the 1990s. Okay, he wanted to buy the Patriots and couldn't give 
get up enough money. So now he so now he bought the Eagles. All he does is be an NFL owner and then has his his um, film production company that really doesn't do that many good movies. If you've actually seen anything that he's done, he's done one documentary and one movie that was kind of weird. It was about autism. Um, outside of that, all he does is play Kate as an NFL owner. So he really has no um, good or legit background and experience in hiring and firing people, right? Because he started this business with his best friend, who his best friend was the bad guy. He was just ownership. And then his best friend brought in Howie Roseman. And then Howie Roseman has been his best friend just all this. And Howie Roseman is the one who hired um, Chip, hired Doug, um, and probably was ultimately the one that fired Chip and probably would be the one to fire Doug. So we have here, I'm thinking that, that Lori just really lacks an ability to be confrontational. And that's a problem because he's so he's so concerned with being comfortable. He's missing the fact that he's enabled um, a terrible culture in the Philadelphia. I agree. 100%. I agree. I agree. That That's very insightful. Um, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, and here's another thing. Here's another thing, I, and I, I was saying this before you started talking, that a lot of people keep saying that Howie Roseman is safe. I don't believe that no more. I don't believe mm-hmm. Why? Why because if you can catapult all this shit that happened with this season on one man, you're delusional. Okay? Now, right. you gotta also keep in mind, the first meeting they had, and, and, I, and I think I said this on episode um, 11, that the first meeting they had, it was a lot of shouting going on. Okay, they didn't say who it was at, but they said Jeffrey Lurie was yelling to the top of his lungs. Okay, now, okay, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you have to be, you have to be a fool if you believe this is all on Doug Peterson. Okay, now, right, yeah, I am pretty sure that Jeffrey Lurie is going to have. Uh, Howie Roseman in this meeting on Florida too. It ain't just going to be him and Doug. It's going to be Howie too. Something is going to go down. I don't know what it is, but something's going to go down. And 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 to to piggyback off of what you just said about the Jets, that sounds good, guys. But that might be a place Doug don't want to go to. Uh, yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think I actually think that if you're looking at that Jets situation nah, is nah. looking pretty good. Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas is a, is known as a collaborator. Okay, maybe maybe you don't know about Josh Darnold, but you got a really you got oh, two first round draft picks. You got two third round picks. You 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 got a patient ownership. You know, I I think I think that okay. That, okay that so Doug but but like, here's the thing. So let 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 me let me let me hit you with a rebuttal on that. Doug just won a Super Bowl three years ago, four years ago, whatever you want to call right. it. All right. He's feeling himself. <laughs> he he like, you know, Absolutely. Up, I don't give a fuck if Joe Douglas did not. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, the quarterback is nice. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go from a team I won a Super Bowl with and, and made the postseason several times to all of a sudden going to a team to where I might don't see a postseason for another four fucking years. Doug, Doug, Doug ain't built that way. This motherfucker made a book called Fa- Fearless, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> and then has proceeded to 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 not live exactly. up to that so You gotta keep okay? in mind, like Howie Roseman can try to force a trade all you want all he wants. Okay? Doug Peterson can reject it. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah, he is fearless. I mean, he is fearless correct. on fourth down. <laughs> He's stupid on fourth down. So that that's something to keep him up. Listen, listen. That's my that 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 idea that I'm gonna go on fourth down every down as if that is an indication of whatever. I don't I don't like. I hear what you're saying, John, but like real for real, it's it's not that great because you know what we saw. Um, yesterday with going for fourth down and sometimes not taking the points is going to get you, right? Mm-hmm. The Colts had a very winnable game against the Bills and they left points on the field going for it on fourth down yep. instead of taking the points. So, again, I, I want I want 
somebody that can be as a head coach. I want a collaborator. I want somebody who's willing to to engage with new information and then synthesize that new information. I don't want somebody that's going to stick to what works just because it works. Yeah, in the past. I agree. Like, the league is is called yeah. not for long. Yep. The NFL stands for not for long. So if you have something, and you're good at something. Guess yeah, they what? Will. They'll catch up. So you better be constantly innovating. And that's what you don't see from Doug. And honestly, if I'm Jeff Lurie and I'm listening to Doug and he's saying, well, the plan is for me to continue to call plans and I'm just going to promote from within. And and I would be dissatisfied with that conversation, too. And what you've also seen is that Doug has a and this is something that I've heard from inside the birds is that Doug lacks an ability to coach his coach. Yeah, I like agree. Doug is a good communicator. Doug's yeah. a good teacher. Doug's, Doug's really good at like the X's and O's. But when it comes to being able to make sure that the that the that the assistants know their duties and know how to disseminate all the information correctly, he's not good at that. He's not good at coaching his coaches. And he and you know to a certain extent, the same sort of offhand approach, professorial professorial approach he he has with the players. He has with his coaches, and it doesn't work. And you can see the 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 regression in that when you look at the overall impact of the team, and you look how every every position group seems to be very well insulated. And you don't know how much communication is going on. There doesn't seem to be any chemistry. There doesn't even seem to be any cohesiveness. And I think that if 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 if, if I'm Lori and I'm looking at all the offensive. Um, production that is being able to happen without having to have prime talent and impact players and all this and all that. Hell, did you see what Sean McVay was able to yeah, do against man. the Seahawks yeah. with with whatever it was at quarterback? Yeah. You know, I, I would just I would just not be willing to settle for what Doug is going to give me at this point. Super Bowl winning coach. So, so, not to jump to a different subject, but it, it just hit me when you was talking about Doug. Who do you guys believe, or who do who do you think that Laurie, not Howie, because we don't know if that little weasel fuck going to be here. Who do you think Laurie is going right. to bring in as the defensive uh, coordinator? Any 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 coaches ran past your minds? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm if 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 this is the end of the of the Doug show. I want him to bring in a defensive-minded guy as the head mm. coach, and and this and, 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 and this is yeah. and this is why and this is why because we need a play caller, and I am the no and I'm tired of having a a coach call the plays. I think we need to move outside of that and get ourselves a legitimate play caller. And if we have a defensive-minded head coach, then we're more likely to find ourselves with a very very good offensive style um, offensive coordinator. So when I think about defensive-minded uh, prospects, and we're kind of venturing into the next topic here, I like what the 49ers have done. The the the, the yeah. defensive coordinator for the yeah. 49ers, I think he's going to be a head coach. Nice. He's going to be a head um, coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'd okay. be okay with him being yeah, a head yeah. coach for, for us. Well, well, well guess what? Here, here's somebody that's probably not even on the radar, not even thought about. Y'all going to be like, oh, shit. Whip. You want to know who I would love to be our defensive coordinator, so somebody, somebody that y'all hear from all the time, that's always mm. fucking pissed off. Seth Joyner. Oh yeah, oh, hell no. My favorite eagle. My favorite eagle. Wait, hold up. Keeps what it real. Mean, hell no. First of all, first of all, am I am I wrong to think that that Seth Joyner is a, is he, he was a linebacker? Guy? Linebacker. He's a linebacker. He's a linebacker. Okay. Okay. Because I because I see him making a lot of um. Oh no 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 no. Okay, that's that crank that's on Twitter. That. <laughs> yeah. Steph Jordan. I'm talking about Mr. Evil himself. <laughs> Listen. Yo, yo Seth would be perfect. Would He's be like, perfect. oh, that would be Am crazy. Am I right, John? Seth would be the perfect fucking. Coach, yeah, man. that's my dog. He would, yo. He would be Yo, guys he would not play. only listen. He don't yeah. tolerate shit. If you can't be on his team, he's in your ass. And what's what's good about him is that he don't bite his fucking tongue. He'll say it to your face. Nah, that man needs to be given an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator. I'm telling you, I that agree. dude, man. Good lord, John. Who you who who you got? He John? went off. Did you hear him go off? Did you hear him go off about? 
the Eagles Conley Carson. He went yeah, he did. berserk. I was like, oh, oh that's yeah, he my went dog. off about uh the Eagles, that's been my the dog. Eagles ass kissing Carson. Oh yeah, like he he spazzed. When I said that motherfucker spazzed, he went crazy. Yeah, he went berserk on the NBC. Yeah, Philly. so John, who who do you think should be the next defensive coordinator? Damn, that that is a good one. I was gonna say Anthony Ooh. Lynn. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I would, I would want him no, as a head coach. No, I don't want him as a military. Coach. Coach. No, I don't. I don't want him as a head coach either. I, I, I'm with, I'm with Steph. I don't, I don't want him as a head coach. Defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, I, I don't think he's ready for a head coach job yet. Not, not yet. Yeah, he, he still got shit to prove to me. How about um? Oh, remember the uh, Todd. Uh, Todd yeah, but Todd Bowles is already the defensive coordinator for the um for the Bucks. And so if we're looking at it, he's not gonna make a lateral move. Even though what what, what really bothers me is you remember when um was it Andy? When Andy was fired, Todd Bowles was made interim head coach yeah. for, for a little bit. And I was really upset that we didn't end up keeping him because I thought that he was he was one of the the bright few bright spots on that team. He was actually one of the few people who could actually um um, bring their position groups together. So honestly, let's let's get into it. Since we're talking about hires, let's just go right into our our next topic. We keep the mm-hmm. ball rolling. You know, when it comes to let's say let's say this meeting on Tuesday is the final the final uh, nail in the coffin for for Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you want to be the new head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? Tell me your list. What would you say? Give me Chip Kelly back. goddammit. it! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm only fucking with you. Um. I, I don't. I don't I'm know. I'm gonna say the COVID got to your brain, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably did. It fucking. <laughs> it, 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 it's like one of the <laughs> one of them coughs and shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. You know what? To be honest with you, I don't know. But mm-hmm. what, what now? If you're asking me, who I wish for? If if I had a fucking genie, it'd be that fucking defensive coordinator from the fucking 49ers. Yeah. Rob, Robert Saleh? Yes. Oh, my God. Rob Saleh, That yeah. dude, man. Listen. Listen. When I see him, like, hearts pop up in my eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm in love with crush. the dude. Yeah, like, I got a man crush on the dude because I can see he don't tolerate shit. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And guess what, yo? Guess what? Y'all keep in mind, this is what Jeffrey Lurie is known for doing. He he sits there, have you have meetings, when he already talked to somebody about you knowing. Right. He and probably that's the already talked to somebody. That's yeah. the part of it that I'm not a biggest fan of is like, you, if you had been planning on firing Doug, and clearly you had been planning on firing Doug since, I don't know, maybe like two, three weeks in the season, even before Carson was benched, he was probably thinking about firing Doug, which, which tells me that you should have pulled the trigger so much sooner than you did. And, and the, all of this mess, all of these rumors, the conjecture, the bad blood, everything that has happened, even the strained relationship between you and your franchise, all of that could have been avoided if Jeffrey Lurie was more decisive. And all this wishy-washiness has just created just an overall bad impression for your team. So as well, a head mm-hmm. coach, if I'm a head coach, I'm looking at the mess that's the Eagles, and I'm looking at all these other openings. Even the Jets look better than the Eagles. If I'm really realistically, I'm looking at all these all these openings. All that cap space. The only opening that I would probably say is is worse than the Eagles is the Texans, because the Texans have also alienated their QB to the point that he's probably going to force a trade to the Dolphins. I don't know if y'all bring him here. Bring him here. God damn it. Yeah. Have you seen, if I've seen one more trade of Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, and two draft picks, blah, 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 I will share for No, I, I'm, not, I'm not trading no two picks, but I'll trade Carson Wentz with Deshaun Watson. There like, ain't going to be no player, player swap, Straight guys. Up. Just get that out your head right Straight now. Up. No, it won't be, but shit, I, listen, I'm, I keep it a being with you. I give him my number two pick and Carson Wentz for his ass. Right. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I give it to him. I ain't giving you my number one though. I give you, I give you Wentz and and or if it ain't Wentz, I give you Hurts, dumbass. Right. I, I give, give you Hurts. I give you Hurts and a two for Watson, but you are not keeping Wentz and Watson. You're nah, two. That's no. two franchise no. uh, no. contracts no. on your on your cap. Nah, that's so, not so, so you if you're going after Watson. Any either way, you need to make a decision about your QB. And the fact that Doug didn't have a decision in his mind when he went to that meeting 
is a huge red flag for me. So if I'm a coach, my number one question, or I'm sorry, if I'm Jeff Flory and I'm looking for qualities in a coach, my number one question is, what are we doing at the QB position? What are we doing at the QB position? So you, my, know, my, you know what's going on. My question to you is, my question to you is, who do you want to be the coach? If he's good. I like, mm, you know, I I'm going to be completely honest. I, if I'm thinking about it, I like a, a Deuce Daly. Fuck no. He was number one no. on my list. Let me finish. Deuce was number no. one. I was going to add. Deuce no. was let me finish. Let me list. finish. Let me tell you why. He, he's got a CEO. He's got a CEO mindset where no. he's the leader of the team. He's not the one calling the plays. I'm putting more pressure on our offensive coordinators and our defensive coordinators. So let me, Those let, are going to be the big hires let, for me. So check this out. Let me let me let me let me throw something at both of you guys. How long Deuce been here as a coach? For a while. Years. No, about ten, ten years. Ten years. Right? Okay, this man has not been offered an offensive coordinator position, but only one position. Right, but I've heard I've heard that he's not a play caller, and no. that's and that's the rap, so, right? Okay, so so with that being said, now even though he's not a play caller, and you got an offensive coordinator calling the plays, I'm not I'm not a fan of Deuce Dilly when it comes to him being a coach. I like him where he is, and to be honest with you, I don't really like him where he is with that because guess what? He had as much fault that I mean as Doug did without running the fucking ball. Because guess what? You the running back coach. No, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I do. It's, it I wasn't do. up to him. He's no, no, he no, he would no. I, no, do. I don't think the carry the Super Bowl year. He 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 was the one that switched out the running backs and the rotation. I think that's all he has a say in, not the play calling. Now I think. Going back to week 17, when Jalen Hurts threw mm-hmm. that interception, who was the first person you saw in his ear? Deuce. Deuce Staley. Deuce talks to all the coaches when you look at the mm-hmm. sidelines from, like, over the years. Deuce is the first one to talk to other coaches. The first one to go to the defensive side and talk to those guys. That dude rallies. Yep. They yep. follow him. No, they it's love a, it's a different. Yep. It's a different from And that's what I'm saying. He's a leader of No, he's a leader of no. He's a guy he's that gets people. No. To where they need to be, he's a collaborator. He's a communicator. It's, it's a different he's the type from, of guy that you're gonna want. This, this, this what bothers me. If, if, if Jeff Laurie is so attached to his guys that when you interview with him, he tells you, "Well, listen, you can't fire this guy. You can't fire this guy. You can't, then you're not building your own staff." That's the same thing they did to to Chip with with Deuce and Press and all these other guys. And maybe not Press, but that's the same thing they did with Doug when they told him keep Press. Keep dudes, keep day flip, keep all these freaking guys. Like that's that not gonna work. You have to allow new fresh blood to come in because and, you have to and, be willing and, to and that's the and that's what I was do. about to get to. My whole thing is no more in-house hiring. Fuck mm. that. That's the problem with this fucking organization, John. This organization refused to bring outsiders in. They they so fucking family oriented, as they so called say, that they refuse to hear somebody else with a football mind. Okay, mm. they won't do it. Mm. Okay, here's another person you should keep in mind who just said that they will. They may think about coming back to coach. Bill Cower is thinking about coming back to coach. Oh, no, that's man, my dog, I'd rather too. have uh, Jim Cowell. You crazy? Jesus. What? Jim Cowell. Cow you know what? Too. At the end of the day, your primary position, if you're Jeff Lord, is who's gonna fix Carson. Bill you Cowell. need to be asking yourself who is going. Bill Cowell was digging his fucking ass. Bill Cowell. Bill Cowell would fix Carson. Bill Cowher don't, don't play that shit man, either. Listen, I'm this. tired of these yeah. analysts thinking they can come back to coach after 10 years in the booth. Shut up. No. I want Dude is a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Bro, he's a Hall of Famer how long ago? I don't care. Like, how will, how much are you prepared for today's NFL? Which is completely different. Hey, guess what? Than Bill guess what? Guess what? And, 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 let me counter that. His style of football won him fucking trophies. Okay. Yep. In early 2000s. It don't matter. He got fucking gold. He got fucking trophies. Yeah, his system. They still use his like, system. They, they like. They bro, let's not go backwards. Let's oh not go. If you if you don't want if you don't want an in high tire, then I don't want somebody going backwards. 
Okay, I want new and I and and yes, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell me Lincoln Riley, sell me Lincoln Riley. If you're gonna sell me Brian the Bow, sell me Brian the Bow. If you're gonna sell me Arthur Smith, sell me Arthur Smith. Don't sit here and sell me somebody who's already reached the pinnacle of greatness and somehow thinks that they have the desire to do it again. Do you really think Bill Coward really wants to go through an extensive rebuild? He might. Fuck that shit, bro. He was, he, he was the Eagles' assistant when, during those buddy buddy. Uh, the Buddy Ryan year. Uh, that's too old. That's too long ago. That's too long ago for me. It was uh, uh, what's the Raiders coach? John, uh, what's the name? John Gruden. They were all assistants with the Eagles. Ron Rivera. Yeah, all of them guys. Yeah. Ron Rivera. Great and all that. Yo, that's great. Right. I'm not. I'm not for that. I'm not trying to hear any of that. Not really not. Like, <laughs> thanks for the memories, but like keep it 100. You can stay in the booth. Like, I want somebody else. Man, I, I, and I feel like you deserve, and as fans, we we deserve. I, um, I'd rather get somebody that's the fuck proven that got fucking hardware. I could do Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Lincoln Riley nice. would be a good coach. He's nice, but guess what? He's a cynic. He came up as a, as a, a graduate assistant. Off of the coordinator, head coach. But check this out. Let me ask dude. you a question. Do you think Lincoln Riley will listen to Howie Roseman? No. Yeah, I think he won't. No. He won't. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. And and that's why I think to 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 really make it there, I think the person that's going to be is Brian DeBow because what's what's that guy? He's uh, He shares an agent with Howie. So they have ties. They have communications. You know, you know the relationship is probably going to be good. And I had read a tweet. I forgot what the reporter's name was, and and it and it really struck a chord to me. And it's like it looks like Howie and and, and Jeff just want a head coach who will just do what they want him to do. Like he'll just listen. Uh, he uh, won't actually have his own like uh, backbone, own spot. But that's the problem. That's see, that's that's the fucking poison. See, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You look yeah. at echelon teams like fucking Baltimore, fucking Pittsburgh, right. like 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 the the top dog, fucking Kansas City. Them guys don't right. think that way, and then it, and it's like until until they get out of that mind frame, we going we are going to remain in the fucking black hole of football. I'm telling you, right? It, 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 that's true. It's so right. No, I'm saying it, no. It's, it's true. The all all, and that's why honestly, it 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 is a it is a it is a good move for for Doug to be let go because it puts more onus on Howie. At the end of the day, you bring in a new coach, maybe Howie gets two more years, maybe one more year, two more years, but it puts more emphasis on his drafting, on his relationships with people, on how he how he does um things in that hey, in that so- infrastructure. And so I feel like that will make the target so much bigger and it'll get bring to a point that Jeff can no longer um, hide away from the truth, you know. It'll be blinking and obvious right in his face that the that the team remains bad because Howie Roseman is bad. All I know is Howie Roseman need to be fired. Yeah, he does. He does. So clearly, it's, it's like regardless of what Doug did and how he did it, ninety nine percent of this shit is put on that weasel ass Howie Roseman. I don't care what nobody say; it's his fault. No, nobody told him to draft fucking Hurts with the second round pick. He decided mm-hmm. to, to do that with his so-called bullshit quarterback factory statement. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is his fault. Mm-hmm. So if Jeffrey Lurie don't realize yeah. and take responsibility and, and grow a pair of balls like I think he don't have and be like, you know what? You fucked my team up. It ain't Doug Peterson. You did this. You did mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And you need to be held accountable for it. But he's not going to do it. Yeah. Right. No, it goes back to my original point. He doesn't have, he's not decisive when it comes to moves like that because he fears confrontation and he'd rather become, like he's never had to, to work in an industry where his, um, his results were being judged. He was in his performance was being judged on his results. He's always been the owner. He's always been the person that, that no matter what, nobody's going to be mad at. So for him, I don't think that he cares. The only thing that will force him to to fire Howie Roseman is if Howie Roseman embarrasses him, like Doug did. Doug embarrassed. They him. already did. He already did. The motherfucker fucked his money up. He lost millions of dollars of debt. You just fucking signed Carson Wentz to how how many years? 
What? Okay, you gave yeah. him all this fucking money. Then you allow the fucker to go draft another quarterback in the second round. You know, you 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 allow him to bring back old man Peters, who always the fuck hurt, and sign these ridiculous deals. I mean, what else can the fuck <laughs> do? This man have to do what? He got to go show fucking porn pictures of Lori to everybody. He might. He Something. might. Like, that don't make no sense. I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think I think it may have to go into something really personally embarrassing. I don't think this man has been like we we run around and we think, oh my gosh, he messing with his money. You know how how does he really you know um, allowing him to do this this and the third? But then we really gotta recognize it probably doesn't seem like much to Jeff Lori. It really probably does. It probably seems all tax like a tax write off to him. You know, so when you're dealing with somebody who 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 answers to genuinely nobody, you know, realistically, it's probably very hard to get him to see the truth, especially when Howie Roseman is as attached to Doug. I mean, sorry, is attached to Jeff Lurie as um, a fungus to <laughs> to a toe. Yeah. That is that's, that's a good one. one, yo. But um, you know, listen, listen, listen to this crazy stat, right? The Eagles became only the fourth team since 1960 to average five point yards per carry, but also average 25 carries or less per game. Damn, Damn. that's that's crazy, bro. That the fact that we made it the whole season with 25 carries or less per game <laughs> is is honestly just really sad. Really sad. Oh, it just hit me. No, it just hit me. It just hit me that you just read that stat. That's another reason why he probably meet with that fucker. Dude, we got fucking Miles Sanders as a running back. <laughs> this yeah. dude don't touch the ball. Why do you keep throwing the fucking ball all the goddamn time? Like, mm-hmm. like Carson, how many times did Carson once get hit this year? 111 times. Uh, yeah, that's why, that's probably why he don't trust his fucking offensive, um, Brilliance, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Absolutely. So, like, listen, y'all. Let's let's finish this off by uh, talking about something a little bit better. I'm tired of talking about these damn Eagles, even though I'm a fan <laughs> and I agree with that. Like, if if they're not gonna make real changes, I'm gonna be a fan from a distance. Yeah, right. You know, sometimes you gotta love from far away just so they can That's get the true. message. Um, how you how, how you doing? <laughs> right, exactly. I'll just say hi and bye, but we don't talk. You feel me? <laughs> but but let's but to get into to something a little bit more more fun a little bit less stressful let's look at the playoff football now if you look at the the playoff games that we've seen these last two days you'll see that Philly hasn't been to that caliber since 2017 yeah, yeah. okay yeah. and we really look around and we see the innovation and we see the gameplays and we see not not even just the gameplays we see how the the offenses and the defense cater to their players. Right, they're always putting them in matchup advantages. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you don't see out yeah. of the Eagles. Those are the things that you don't that you miss from a cohesive team. So I want to see how do you guys feel about the playoff well, matchup? Well, what, well, do you, what do you guys see? The, the guys playoff see? matchup matchup that I, I got to see today was uh, the <laughs> Titans and the Ravens. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, listen, let me tell you something. Best one. My man Derrick Henry. Ran for over two thousand yards this year. Congratulations to that man! Wow, okay, that's my guy. He helped me win my fantasy. Thank you, John, because you got a lot to do with that. Um, <laughs> you appreciate your time, my brother. Goes full circle. So check this out. So what I seen today, I seen the Ravens' defense determined to stop this man, and they did just that. Okay? Absolutely. And I'm saying to myself, damn, they really stopped this dude. And what I also realized about Mike Verbal is that. You had to know as a head coach, and this is where he fucked up at. You had to know that they knew who you was going to go to first. Okay? Mm-hmm. You kept feeding him the rock all the time. I'm like, dude, he's a fucking, I already know he's the Ivan Drago of running backs, damn it. Damn. But shit, <laughs> he's a man. He's human. So he can be stopped. And Baltimore did just that. Now, when they jumped out on the, on the, on, on the Ravens 10 to nothing, you know, you you see they was yeah. feeling themselves, okay. mm-hmm. because they because they threw the ball Correct. to AJ Brown. Correct. Correct, right? And that's what I was about to say. And, and everybody was involved, even the tight exactly. ends were killing it. John Smith, freaking Corey Davis, like so, they were killing them. 
Ferkser. I was like, Ferkser? Ferkser broke off a 30-yard catch in the first drive. And you, I was thought, like, and you thought they had it, right? Yeah, but, I thought yeah, they had it. Again, they kept giving it to that man, child, and they caught on to him. And, and right, you know. but I also I also think that they that those two big runs by uh, oh, Lamar yeah. Jackson oh, really yeah. really effed them up. Like they was really doing a good job. Like he had no touch, he had no um tough pass touchdowns. So they really did a good job by limiting his his arm. But you didn't limit his legs, and that's what it is. It's like you can't you if you limit Lamar's legs, then you could probably beat him because his arm isn't there all all there yet. But y'all couldn't. Stop him on the ground, and that was the difference between a win and a loss because the Ravens could stop um, the Titans. Yeah, but if, if you notice something, and it goes back to the Titans again, you can't allow somebody like that space to run. Okay, this this yeah. is where the Titans head coach once again fucked up, in my opinion, because I watched this game as I was cooking dinner for my lady. And I'm watching it, and I'm saying to myself, I don't see no spy on this motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. no spy on this dude. And when, once he broke that last run that ended, I said, yep, that's where the spy would have been perfect at. Yep. Yep. Right exactly. in the middle. Because yep. he, 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 he dropped yeah. back, he looked yeah. to left, and he found a crease right behind the left guard. Right up. Turned, Correct. Turned and, that's the right. a, and that's the oh. Lamar Jackson um, style of play. That's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah. If he don't see nobody eyeing him, he gonna take the fuck off. Yeah. Yep. So yep. yeah, man. This I, I think yeah. the Titans, in my opinion, was the team to beat them, but they failed. And mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, and I think that you can also sometimes see that who who comes into the games with a better matchup and a better plan for their opponent. And clearly, you could see that the Ravens came in with a plan. They yeah. weren't so much scared of Ryan Tannehill as they nope. were concerned about their Correct. And they focused all their energies on that, and they were able to to contain him with great success. And the Titans, they came out with a plan, which I think was score early and then yep. force them the pass to catch up. But And they were able to execute it for one fast. They did score early. But they did not force the Ravens to become one-dimensional. The Ravens stayed the course to their plan. They were able to get some good runs, and ultimately that that told the tale of the game. Um, what I what I was seeing from the playoff football, the games that I saw, which which took me out, was how close the, yeah, the Washington man. football team got. I was just going to talk about that. That's okay. Oh. So overturning Tom Brady and so those can, bucks, I, can I can I say this real quick? Um, Go ahead, the, the Washington Redskins defense is real. So yeah. I'm yes, here to is. tell the fucking Eagles, the New York Giants, and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, they got a taste of the playoffs. They get blood. Yeah, it was that. Yep, the biggest the mistake. Biggest. Exactly. You, you allowed them Ooh. to taste it. So now that they tasted yep. it, they gonna want more steak with the A one sauce. They gonna want it. So now Absolutely. you better believe. That they're gonna come back stronger and better next year. So if I'm Jeff Laurie or that weasel ass Howie Roseman, if that little bastard is still here, keep in mind you have a new threat in the NFC East, and they call Washington Football. Team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were they were a legitimate uh, QB yep. away from from actually doing some real damage, and that and that is not to say anything for for. You know, Taylor Henneke was Travis Fogel's quarterback yes. at Old Dominion. Right, exactly. He did some good things, but he's young, and he and you know they they were able to, the the I think towards the end he got a little injured with that with his throwing arm, and I think the the Bucks were able if, to to if, keep if level Alex, headed, not get not get scared. If Alex and then, Smith you know, was playing in that game, court. they would have won. I'm telling Correct. you that yeah. they would have won that game. Correct. Okay. That T- T- Tampa Bay Ooh. is not real, guys. They're not real. Correct. I look for who? Who do they play next, guys? Oh, the Saints. Saints. Going, yes. Oh, Saints, oh yeah, Saints that's is right. Going it's going to tear that ass Tom Brady, apart. Um, Division yeah, rivals too. Actually, to be honest, to be honest, just because I hate this, I can't really stand the Saints. I'd rather see Tom Brady in the Bucks. If, if sorry, guys, sorry. No, okay. maybe, maybe because maybe because if the Super Bowl is in Tampa, I can just drive over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but 
but I don't want to see the Saints beat. Like, if I had to choose between Tom Brady or the Saints, so before before we end this episode twelve, I need to get your guys. Super Bowl predictions. What team is going to represent the AFC and what team going to represent the NFC? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first, guys. Um, you know I'm Chiefs Kingdom. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that's, that's my team. When the when the Eagles when the Eagles are coming got- up. So if I had to say, I, if I had to say it's going to be the Chiefs and the Packers in the in the Super Bowl, and I have the Chiefs winning forty five to forty. Ooh. All right, so what I, I I predict Green Bay to represent the NFC, and I predict Kansas City as well, and I predict mm-hmm. Green Bay to win forty five to thirty five. Green Bay, okay. Mm-hmm. John, I remember at the beginning of the season I picked the Bucks. I got to go with the Bucks for the NFC. I got I got to stay with my pick, even though I feel. I, my mind is telling me no, but my so, body so, saying so, yes. So you, you are smart, Kelly uh, shit right now. My I, mind's telling me no. <laughs> you sound like real predatory, bro. <laughs> so wait, wait. So, so you finna tell me right now that you believe that the Bucks can beat Green Bay? I, I had to stick with my pick from when we started the podcast. I had because I picked the Bucks. I remember I said the Bucks were going to be we're going to be the Super Bowl. I had to stick with them, which is it's hard for me. I'm trying to get myself. Like, I don't know. They look a little, but you know, Tom Brady will turn up. Um, it has to be either the, the Bills. They looking the nice. Chiefs. The Bills. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You know, I got my Benny oh. the Butcher shirt. Yeah, I got my Benny the Benny the Butcher Bills shirt. Soon as, soon, uh, hey, I don't know. How about as soon as I said Bill, I said here we go. We're gonna talk about Benny. God yeah, damn it, it you and this damn Benny the Butcher. <laughs> no, I think the, I think the Chiefs will end up winning. I mean, it's going to be the Chiefs, and it's going to be the Bucks. Uh, the Chiefs are going to win 31-28. Okay. Well, listen, at least we can say we are free from the dumpster fire, which is the Eagles, for this yes, playoff. Thank God. Right? <laughs> and somebody's getting fired this week. Yes, at least we know that. Can't wait. And I'm yes, here for Yes, and with, guess what, y'all? We will be back on the pod, breaking down all the breaking news that's coming out this week. I also want to let y'all know that uh, Whip and I are going to be entering into this new space called the Clubhouse. So if you guys are connected to the Clubhouse and you want to see us, we're going to be uh, opening up some rooms there to really have some great conversations about the Eagles and then sports in general. So look out for that. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all right, and please, please follow us on Twitter at Three Birds and a Punt. You can follow me personally. I am according to Afia. Um, you can follow my friends Whipping. Mine's is guys. Everybody Hates Whip. My Twitter is John Monroe Jr. All right, this has been Three Birds and a Punt. Have a good night, y'all. Go Birds. Uh, Go Birds. No, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs>